Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. See you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. Those feathers would have been splashed out all over the place, man. They would have canceled that series. And Chris Ello. All right, short short segment here. (laughs) Short segment. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, yes, yes. With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look, here comes our fearless producer. Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Kicking off the 3 o'clock hour on Gwen and Chris, coming back at you from the baseball winter meetings here at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Gas Lamp, San Diego, California. Great to be here all week. It's been uh, quite the uh, quite the experience. Uh, Chris Ello, along with Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby, and Hi, AJ. Uh, AJ Casavell has joined the program, which means we have finally got all the shoe clerks out of the way, and we're getting to the heavy hitters now. As the uh, the man who covers the Padres for uh, MLB.com, AJ Casavell joins us. How you been, AJ? I'm, How's I'm your not week a heavy been? hitter. I'm heavy, heavy hitter. I'm the second most important AJ in this building. So let's. Well, well I mean, that's 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 high, that's high bar. You're though. assuming uh, that he probably not. Probably he not. Might not even. Be There's here. other AJs here. I, I gotta tell you. There's uh, other AJs. You might be third or fourth. Yeah. AJ and I were both co- coerced into joining a a, a uh, NBA fantasy league. Yes, with, we were talking uh, about that. And with Darren Feeney and, and, and some of his boys. Darren Feeney Are we going to make our performance public? Yeah, we might as well. Let's get it out there. Right. And, we're and, bad. And Both I, of us are bad. We're really bad. And <laughs> We're really we're bad. We're really bad. I, I mean. Is that okay if he speaks for you in that <laughs> manner? Well, it's, it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. Okay. Solid so we, we've been, we ran into each other earlier in this, this week, and we kind of, you know, consoled each other of our years. Yeah, you guys were definitely consoling. How bad can it be? The season's only like Put 15 games old. I don't know. How big are the rosters? 15? Oh, yeah, something like that. I think I have eight guys who have O's next to their name. Meaning and out? out? <laughs> you have an excuse. You I don't even have questionable? I mean, I some guys Not hurt, even questionable. No questionable. You I, got out. Yeah, Everybody's so, out. It's been a rough year, but let's get to some baseball. AJ, uh, obviously the other AJ that has been walking around these parts has seemingly had his hand in everything, at least reportedly. Um, Hasn't worked out to this point, but does that lead you to believe that there is, with the type of money that was being thrown out there, that there's plenty that can be done with the remaining 
guys on the board. Yeah, it feels like something's going to happen because if the Padres are willing to commit that kind of money, which they were. At that length, too. Yeah, it, it means that something's going to happen, and there's a lot of really good players still out there. And so the Padres have different ways they can go. I think maybe it was Monday when we talked to A.J. Preller, and he said, I mean, it, it's still kind of a toss-up between whether they want to really focus on the rotation or the bats. I think they want to – I mean, they need to get both. It's kind of a matter of where do they allocate. Um but they have some positional flexibility on offense because they have some guys that could move around. They could add a shortstop if that's where things are. The first base market is, is I mean, it's thinned out it's a little thin, bit yeah. now that now that Abreu and, and Josh Bell have signed. And so I think, um, I, I, I guess we'll we'll see where things go. But the Padres are going to be able to make a splash acquisition because of clear, clearly the money they have to throw around. Should we be at least a little bit surprised that the Padres are making a splash acquisition or probably going to make a splash? Is there should be any surprise, or should we just be like, no, this is what we expect? I mean, after Manny Machado, we all thought, okay, that's, that's it our, for a that's while. That's our limit. That's our, that's our, and then, you know, Juan Soto comes in on the trade. That's got to be the ceiling. Uh, but, you know, here they already spent some money to keep Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez. And as you talked about, the money that they were supposedly in on for Aaron Judge I mean, how much does Peter Seidler have? I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we love it. But is there going to be a, a point where they they can't go anymore? I mean, I think we should probably have some level of surprise at the level of, of splash acquisition that we're seeing. I, yeah. Going into the offseason, I figured the Padres would would want, would want look to make some intriguing moves. But for, for them to be in on some of the high-end names when they've done everything that they've done, I mean, it's it, – Already, they they already have some so many kind of big money pieces on the roster. I mean, it, it it shows you that they're looking to contend as soon as possible and willing to take the necessary steps to get there. Which is, I mean, that's what you want. That's all you yeah. can kind of ask yeah. for. Is if, if, I mean, if you're a fan, that's all. That's all you can. That's the only place you can kind of go. So I, I, Aaron Judge and Trey Turner, I I think before the off season, most most fans would have said. I mean, that's even that's kind of a little bit that's of a pipe a little bit dream. Of a but, but, I mean, they were in on them, and they really wanted them. And so I, it, it tells you that they're willing to go that, yeah. that distance. Yeah. Andrew Cassaville joins us here. Andrew. Yeah, first time I've seen that uh, on, his, on his tag. Well, I didn't have – yeah, I didn't have a uh, – Did they just misrepresent him, or, <laughs> well, is, I, I or is that accurate? I didn't have a for this week because I'm pretty sure – at it being the hometown winter meetings, my boss has put in for everyone that was who was away. staying at the hotel. Ah, they ah. forgot and about I'm you. I'm not staying at the hotel, so ah. fair enough. Uh, so I got an Andrew Castle. So what you do? Smudge. Pencil that in yourself? <laughs> no, I had someone write it for me. <laughs> um, how much do you think? I, I guess shouldn't say let down. How much of a disappointment do you think it was for the Padres not to be able to land uh, Jose Abreu? Because he, out of all of these guys that we're talking about. He seemed to be like the perfect perfect fit for a need that they had. How much of a disappointment do you think that was? Yeah, he's he's the fit and he's kind of the reasonable price where like if, if they had signed I don't know what they would have been willing to do if they if they had already signed him, would they have been willing to go after Judge and Turner like they did? Probably. I mean like At this point they, I yeah. think so. <laughs> but but I mean if they, if they had Jose Abreu kinda in the bag at first base knowing that you have that kind of middle of the order back. Because, I mean, if you look at their lineup, they, I mean, the, the top end is obviously elite, elite, the one, two, three, but there's not a whole lot of lineup depth. They need that kind of bat in there. Uh, I, I think there's some disappointment on on that front. Yeah. The fact that, um, I mean, who knows what they would have done had, had we gone down that path, but that's the fit. 
I mean, the fact, I think part of the fact that the Padres are so interested in in so many shortstops isn't necessarily that they, I mean, they, they clearly don't need a shortstop. Right. It's just that's where the, that's where where the talent, talent is, is right yeah. now. So um, maybe they don't necessarily need to go as hard after a shortstop if you have that first base because, I mean, they have, they have Tatis. They have, they have two have, gold yeah. glove finalists up the middle right now. Yeah, and Jake Cronenworth is very good at sex. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options for how the Padres can add. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that does for how creative they can get with with moving guys around. But they clearly. I mean, AJ Preller does this all the time. He's Every been year, very creative like, positionally yeah. when when there needs to be when he wants to bring someone in that he that he wants to get. AJ Casabella is with us from uh, MLB.com. Uh, AJ, you kind of touched on it there a little bit, but should we as fans uh, be just kind of ready and prepared for the fact that? Fernando Tatis Jr. is certainly not going to play shortstop every day, if at all, for the Padres. I mean, I, I don't know whether they're going to get a you know a Xander Bogarts or somebody, but just the fact that they've been so interested seems to me that they're more than willing to move Fernando to the outfield. I mean, should we just kind of assume that, or are we jumping ahead of ourselves? I think we can assume that that's a very real possibility. I mean, it's not nothing set in stone. We need to kind of yeah. get to the end of the offseason and see – what the roster looks like and where the pieces have fallen. But, I mean, the fact that they're so aggressive in finding a shortstop, I mean, you don't do that if Fernando Tatis Jr. is definitively playing shortstop. I, so it's – it looks that way more more likely than not that yeah. he's headed for an outfield spot, maybe occasional shortstop. I, I guess that's that, that to me is the most interesting question is what does it – what does his role look like? Is it you're in a spot in the outfield and that's where you're playing? Or is it, hey, you know what, you're – athletic enough and versatile enough that you can move around the outfield yeah. you can maybe play some shortstop if needed I, I i don't know the answer to that maybe some of it'll be what fernando tatis jr is open to maybe some of it'll be contingent on what they do the rest of the offseason. it is super interesting because there was a time in baseball if you move somebody like that he would be playing that position every day because you wanted them to to kind of acclimate themselves and that's what he's doing but today's game it's a little different Maybe you value versatility in being able to go outfield, infield. It's, it, 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 we all have to wait and see. I want to ask you about the pitchers that remain out there. Um, who do you think is, is the right fit for this particular staff? Right now, you got a solid three that you're going to probably have in all of baseball, right? You yeah. got Darvish. Uh, you, got, you got Musgrove. You got Snell. Um, Nick Martinez, I'm assuming – coming back in part because he's going to get an opportunity to start there's a fourth what type of guy who are we looking at because it seems like some of the guys that might fit there are starting to come off the board Quintana comes off the board Walker's off the board what kind of pitcher starting pitcher are we talking about if that's the way they they change yeah I mean Quintana was an interesting one for me I think um I think it's probably more likely that it's two than. Right. I, I mean, well, they, want to, they want to go into the season with. I mean, what, 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 how, how well they perform. Peter Seidler just went. There we go again. <laughs> more money. I mean, it, it doesn't have. To, it doesn't necessarily have to be the high end starter. I don't know what exactly they're looking for in terms of, uh, like, how they're going to allocate their money. They, right. they, they need. They need bats. They need pitching. I mean, that's. I mean, that's baseball. You need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I think they signed. Two starting pitchers minimum in the next couple weeks because they saw how effective it is if you can go into a season with seven guys. Yeah. For those in. for those that don't remember, the Padres went 
six six guys to start for pretty much the first half of the season. And even at seven, it, yes, for a, seven for a, a little, little bit of time before, before downshifting into yeah. a more traditional five man rotation. And that was so effective it, for them super, down the stretch it was, because they're. It was. I mean, compare the twenty twenty one. September bullpen to the 2022 September bullpen. Night and day. And it was night and day because they were fresh. They yeah. had guys, they had starters who were able to go seven innings a night, and as a result, they had a fresh bullpen, and the bullpen was great down the stretch. That worked. The Padres don't want to go into next season with a thin rotation, especially considering their, their farm isn't what it was. They don't necessarily have the pieces coming up. Mackenzie Gore got traded. There's not the AAA depth that, that there had been in the past. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I don't know how high they're willing to go. I know Carlos Rodon's the big name out there on the market, but I think there's um, like there's qualifying offers attached to some guys. Maybe they go just below that. They've said they're willing to to pay the qualifying offer penalties. Kodai Senga's a guy that they're that they've, they've shown some interest in. So yeah, I will. I, I guess we'll see. But it's it'll, it'll be interesting because we know they have to do something. They can't. They, they don't have enough right now. So. We'll see where the pieces fall, whether they go big, whether they go a couple, maybe two, maybe three smaller options. I don't, I, I don't know what it ends up being, but they need, they need starting pitching. Is, um, how's the farm system situated right now? I know everything's free agency right now, but eventually, you know, I know A.J. Preller's always working on that. I mean, uh, and signing international players, et cetera, et cetera, and there's a time and a place for all that. But you mentioned the you know the trade last year to get Soto thin things out a little bit. Where are the Padres in terms of let's say we get around to next season and it's time to try to trade for somebody big? Do they have any pieces left? They have Jackson Merrill, who I think a lot of a lot of teams like, and and you know what they've done such a good job internationally and with the draft, yeah. finding guys that kind of ascend the rankings and end up end up producing or being more valuable as a prospect than where they were selected or kind of what they signed for. They do a good job at finding that kind of talent. So they've, they've replenished the farm system before. If there's one thing that we know that AJ Preller can do, it's replenish and build yeah. a farm system. Um, I don't know that they have, like they can't, they, I mean, the Juan Soto trade was a, was a once in a generation trade. They don't obviously don't have the pieces to make a deal like that, Sure, but there are teams that would, that would, bite on Jackson Merrill. He's a really, really good player with really high upside. So um, they have kind of that front-end piece. They don't want to – they're happy to have it. I don't yeah. think they're going to give it away in a in some minor trade. It would have to be a serious impact guy. But um, it's not the farm system that it was. And they'll, they admit that too. They readily admit that and kind of welcome the challenge of replenishing it. AJ, uh, as always, man, love, love. I, I shot AJ a, a text like, "Hey, man, come up here, get do an interview right now." And he's like, "What time?" <laughs> so you're always available, man. We appreciate you coming up, spending some time. He with won't you. be available on January second, though, this year. Don't say it. Don't say it, because if you put it out there into the world, then I'm convinced AJ Preller's going to make a trade that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you to the Rose Bowl <laughs> to see I'm your alma mater play. To the Rose Bowl, but I figured you're planning on going to the Rose yes. Bowl to see your Nittany Lions. So I am. Congratulations on that. I'll tell you where he's it's not going. Fun. He's not going to watch his Brooklyn Nets. I know that. All right, leave his nets out of it that. for the moment. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Rose Bowl before? I was there in for 20, a foot, 2017. For, yeah. Oh, when, was Penn State there? Penn State, that? Okay. USC. Oh, I mean, unbelievable game, though. 52-49. It was an unbelievable 52 game. 52-49. I mean, even yeah. though they lost, maybe the coolest, like, football sporting experience was, I've ever had. You loved the, it. Huh? Yeah, the Rose yeah, Bowl's unbelievable. Rose I saw 14 cool. touchdowns. Saquon Barkley ran all over the place. Yeah. It was awesome. They, Good. Did you get to you get to participate in the whiteout in your time at uh, Penn State? 
I did. Uh, I did a couple of them, and then I, I, I worked for the student paper there too. So I didn't like. Oh, I wasn't fully immersed. I was fully immersed in. I think. I think the first one actually against Notre Dame in 2000, the first full stadium whiteout. I don't know why that intrigues me, but I think that is like really Penn cool. Penn State it works because of the white uniform, but they don't wear the white uniforms at no, home. They don't. Even when they do the whiteout, you'd think they would, you know, make a deal An with exception. the NCAA to let them wear the all white <laughs> yeah. for the whiteout game. But they still come out I, in their blue tops. I think they may have done that once. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. The Maybe plain wrap uniforms of Penn State, classic. I hope they never change. AJ, we let you get out of here, man. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, thanks AJ. Guys. AJ Castleville joins us there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Chris is making fun of my shirt here. Chris is making fun of my shirt here on 97.3 The Fan. No, I'm not making fun of it yeah, on 97.3 yeah, The Fan. I was making fun of it off 97.3 <laughs> The Fan. You're the one that made fun of it yeah, on his the mic was off. Yours was on. on. Show. Mine was on, and I'm wearing my whale shirt. You know, that's it's sec- one of my favorite shirts. You know, that's the second time as the producer of the show. Yeah. We come back, and you're, like, in mid-conversation of what we were talking about off air, and your mic is on. He was attacking me. I'm about saying, my attacking. turn your mic about off, my shirt. bro. Attacking. I have to talk to Maddie. Free Willie. <laughs> the free willy t-shirt which i don't understand why you think is so out the, of this world he thinks this is the best nike shirt i mean it's okay oh, when i was at kohl's i go through the rack and i'm looking yes we and know I found the yes. story of but this, this but, is, my but, issue is what I, i'm confused why nike is doing a shamu shirt <laughs> i don't know I, i'm trying to figure this out yeah um, good point because the whale in the shirt is jumping, and no, so it's I, Nike Air, and oh, so he's getting air. It? Yeah. No. 
but the, 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 the story that I was telling before we came back that's was that, that Meredith uh, Morakovitz, uh, when I went to ask her to come on the show, she didn't know she had the time, so she was kind of checking her schedule. And then I'm pretty sure she saw the whale shirt, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to come on the for, show. For those that have seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, Meredith basically gave him the look. <laughs> <laughs> She kind of did. I'm not sure, you know, the she same Larry did. David look. She gave him, she gave gave him the I'm not really fond of a stop and chat look. Uh, you know, I was very nice. You know what You know what I, my go-to was? I don't know why I was kind of nervous for it, but I – because I'm not a good – I'm not good at approaching people to begin with because I kind of just show up and I'm in your face already. Which should be something you should be I mean, good at as a, <laughs> as a producer. I'm not very good at it. But I'm not very good at it. It's kind of in the job description. My, my favorite yeah. thing is when I just say – I'm Tony Gwynn Jr.'s producer. <laughs> Roll me <laughs> Yeah, blame it on him. Because if I go in with that, then they're going to listen to me a little bit more you think if that I said disarms I'm Matt them a little bit? Yeah. It disarms them a little bit? It does, because they're like, oh, man, I know Tony Gwynn Jr. is a good dude. I mean, okay. He says hi to everybody here. And Chris L., I've heard that guy's a good dude, too. Okay. You're making that <laughs> part up. <we> know. <laughs> <laughs> this hour, 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Department of Healthcare Services. Visit choosechangeca.org when you're young life is full of choices don't let opioids like highly addictive and deadly a deadly fentanyl take away your life or your choices with one wrong pill find medically proven treatment options at choosemat.org that's choosemat.org all right lamont butler from the san diego state basketball team is scheduled to join us uh, in the next five or six minutes so we're going to take a quick break in this segment. I did want to mention a couple of quick NFL notes. Vaughn Miller oh, out for man. the season he with gone. the Buffalo Bills. He they were gone. hoping to, they were hoping to get him back. I guess they're off the list then for uh, but, Odell uh, Beckham showing yeah. up there. Yeah, Vaughn Miller is not going to return. ACL injury is going to keep him out the rest of the year. 49ers pumping the brakes a little bit today on the reports that Jimmy G is going to be back for the playoffs. They're saying, well, there's a way outside chance. Yeah, don't put too much pressure back on the guy. <laughs> on the playoffs. <laughs> don't want to put too much pressure I, I tell you on what, old Jimmy G. By the time we get to that time of year, it ain't going to be us putting the pressure on him. It's, it's going to be the well, Niners yeah, putting I mean, the pressure on him. They have to reach the, either the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl for him to have an impact, I would think, or maybe even the second round, but... That's well, a lot of pressure on him. Brock mm. Purdy's going to take over and never look back. Purdy, Purdy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Rams say they don't know if Baker Mayfield will play against the Raiders he in the might game tomorrow, tomorrow night, night, but he actually might play just a couple of days after uh, being released by the Panthers and picked up by the Rams. Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans, talking about the firing of his boss, the general manager. Mike Vrabel said, yeah, time to move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what throwing happened. It, throwing a lot of support for the for his deposed boss there. The don't GM know, was just let go. Don't know a lot of what happened, but as soon as I, I saw that go down, the first thing I thought was he must have bumped heads with Mike Vrabel. Maybe so. <laughs> because at this point, Mike Vrabel has, has, I mean, he's been a godsend to, to the Titans. Ever since he's gotten there, they've had a ton of success. And so, you know, if, but you if, think he bumped heads with Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel won the battle. That, yes, they chose Mike Vrabel it, it, over it, the general manager. It, it might yeah. be a lot. I mean, if you got into a, a if if a GM and and Bill Belichick got into it, who do you think is going to win that most of the time? Uh, Bill Belichick is going to win all the time. Do they have a general manager? That's a, I think it is. Bill Belichick. <laughs> it might be yeah, Bill Belichick. I still think it's Bill Belichick. So you know that was I don't know that to be true, but when I first saw that, that a GM doesn't usually get fired when the team is. 
actually yeah in doing, first place doing well. It is yeah. really and rem- so you either he either bumped heads with Vrabel or he bumped heads with his boss, which I, you don't see happen very often. You know, it's really crazy that you can do such good things you, for years and then one bad year and you're out. And then Vrabel's comments don't do anything to dispel no. my my thought yeah. on that. Time to move on, <laughs> Coach. What do you think about uh, general manager being fired? Got a game coming up Sunday. <laughs> that's what I think. Uh, about pretty it. much aware of that. All right, uh, all right. That's some quick NFL stuff. Of course, uh, Thursday night football tomorrow night, and it will be Rams and Raiders. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, come back. Lamont Butler going to join us on the other side of that. The seven and two Aztecs men basketball team ranked twenty second in the nation. We'll get the latest from their uh, starting guard when uh, Gwen and Chris continues. <laughs> Three thirty-four on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby here at the winter meetings. Things starting to finally slow down a little bit. It's been warp speed here, really over the last couple of days. Uh, but a lot of deals being done. I'm sure a lot of deals, the parameters of deals being created that we'll we'll find out a few weeks from now. But we're going to talk some Aztec basketball. And, and speaking of warp speed, yeah, yeah, indeed. This dude right here, yeah. Can get up to war speed. Lamont Butler joins us here, guard for the men's Aztec hoops team. And, and Lamont, first, thanks for your time, man. How, how was your day off yesterday? It was great. It was great. I had uh, I had a good time just laying down, resting, chilling, uh, trying to feel better for the for the for the rest of the season. I appreciate you guys for having uh, having me on. Absolutely, Lamont. Uh, talk a little bit about the victory the other night over Troy. Uh, you know, I don't think they caught you guys by surprise. You knew how good they could be. You guys had to put in quite a bit of an effort to get that win, but those sometimes are the most satisfying. Yeah, Troy. Uh, Troy came in as a good team. They they had some uh, good good wins. There was around around six and two on the year. So uh, there was a real real scrappy team. Uh, they play hard, but um, at the end of the day, uh, we we toughed up and got the job done. Everybody. Uh, made the right plays at the end of the game to to seal the deal. Uh, I I got a chance to be at that game. And I, I sat behind you, you guys' bench, and the the thing that I thought was impressive is when you guys got within about I don't want to say about six minutes in the second half, you could see the defensive intensity turn up. You started to turn them over. You guys started to get out a little bit, make get some easy buckets. What what goes in when you guys are are struggling a little bit? Um, when you get to that point in the game. Who is usually the vocal one kind of getting you guys going, other than, than Coach Velasquez? Because I certainly heard his voice quite a bit. <laughs> uh, it, it's, a, it's a collaborative effort. Uh, we, got, we got a lot of seniors, uh, a lot of seniors, a lot of veteran leadership. Um, so everybody, they kind of know. They've kind of been in these positions before. Uh, myself, Matt, Keyshad, Nate, we kind of just, you know, get everybody together. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to win this game. That, that's our message. We're going to win this game just – just lock in, lock in, six more minutes left, uh, end of the game, crunch time, and uh, it, it worked yesterday. we got to keep doing it down the year. Lamont Butler is with us from the Aztec men's basketball team. They're coming off a win. They're ranked, uh, ranked rather, number 22 in the nation. Lamont, go back to the Maui Invitational. How much did you guys take as a team from that tournament, both good and maybe not so good? Uh, you know, you got to win there. You played three terrific teams. I, I thought three exciting. We we yeah. loved watching all the games back here in San Diego. 
What did you take as you look back on that tournament and, you know, in terms of helping you move forward? Uh, it was an awesome experience. Not too many times you get to play high-level teams like that back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, uh, especially at a mid-major school like, like we are. Uh, so it, it was a great experience for everyone. Um, we, of course, we wanted to win. We wanted to go 3-0. and Everything uh, didn't go so well. Um, things happened, but uh, I feel like everybody took that individually and collectively we needed to get better defensively, offensively, um, just, just in total. Um, and and I, had, I had a hell of an experience, and uh, I'd love to do that again for sure. You certainly had yourself a tournament while you were out there. I, in, in terms of you individually, Lamont, I mean, you guys are as deep as of a team as I can remember here at San Diego State. And, and listen, I know everybody's pulling the rope in the same direction, but I imagine when you, when there's that many guys that are rotating in, you guys go about eight, nine, ten deep uh, at uh-huh. times. Is it difficult for you guys to kind of get in rhythm, and do you expect that to become easier as this season goes along? I feel like everyone's kind of embraced that, uh, our depth. Um, everybody plays, they, plays, plays their hardest every time they're out there, so uh, sometimes guys get gassed early, but everybody – is, is giving it their all, so um, I don't I don't feel like it's a it's a rhythm thing, but uh, just just as long as everybody stays together and and trusting each other, uh, all year it's gonna be it's gonna be a great year for us. Lamont, how has your role changed this year from a year ago uh, with uh, Tremel coming in? Uh, he has the ball in his hands quite a bit. Uh, I, I know that uh, you know you 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 don't always have the ball in your hands, but as a as a guard slash point guard oftentimes things used to initiate with you now it normally goes through him has your role changed at all this year are you pretty comfortable in what you're doing uh yeah i'm, I'm real comfortable in what i'm doing uh coach is trusting me uh you know to run the team when i'm out there uh go out there be a defensive hound and, and offensively just play my game and, and get people involved and, and and just just go out there and be a dog and be a killer <laughs> Lamont, when as it pertains to you guys as defensively, um, obviously this 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 program is known for the type of tough nose defense uh, that you guys have have become a, 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 a has, has helped this program get to where it's at. Um, I, I think by most accounts, you guys haven't got to that. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois deep intensity defensively yet you haven't reached your height yet 
Um, do, do you feel like you guys are progressing in the right way defensively? We know offensively you guys have stepped it up this year, but defensively seems like there's still a little bit of ways to go for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're still working on a couple things. Um, just trying to get everybody back to uh, accustomed to our, our traditional traditional values on defense. Um, just locking in on every possession. Uh, just trying to you know, make as least mistakes as possible. And uh, but I feel like we're getting the right direction. I feel like we took a big uh, big jump last game against Troy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we're just gonna keep keep making jumps all year. It's gonna be it's gonna be like <laughs> like the defensive teams we've seen in the past for sure. And you got a nice, fun game coming up this Saturday in Phoenix. You're going to take on St. Mary's. And uh, I know this is a team, a program you've faced in the past. The thing I like about St. Mary's is, you know, to me it's like looking in the mirror. I mean, they're like they're like a lot like you guys. Man, they played hard, no defense, play some tough, low-scoring games. Uh, I hope you guys can out-talent them a little bit Saturday. But I watched them against University of Houston. I know they're pretty good. They hung with the Cougars, so I'm sure you're uh, you're looking forward to quite a challenge Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a great game. They're a great team, but uh, we feel like we feel like we're the better team, and we gotta go out there and show it. Lamont, we certainly, as always, appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. Good luck this next game. Uh, you you know you got two guys on this station pulling for you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Good luck, Lamont. Lamont Butler there of the San Diego State Aztecs men's hoop team. Uh, having a good season thus far, playing that guard spot, not having the ball in his hand as much, uh, but certainly uh, certainly having a, a, a really good season. Well, he's got so much talent. I mean, it's just ridiculous how much ability this kid has. And uh, when he's letting it flow, Tony, and he's not thinking out there, he's just playing, you know what I'm saying? That's when he's at his best. Yeah. Just a reminder, that was Lamont Butler on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fat Hotline. Save money the right way. With Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad, visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. And, of course, Lamont had the uh, the tough uh, finish of the game against Arkansas this year when he got trapped in the corner and didn't call the timeout. Uh, you know, I, I know what was going through his mind on that play, Tony, because if he splits that double team and dribbles out of it, the game's over. Yeah. I mean, he could have run out the clock. But it didn't work out, and, you know, he took ownership of it after the game, and he said, I'm going to learn from it, and the next time I'm in that situation, I'm going to make a better decision. That's what you like to hear. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, he had to feel as bad or, you know, about it as anybody, but the, that Aztec basketball program, as started by Steve Fisher and continued by Brian Dutcher, they win as a team and they lose as a team. You don't see anybody pointing fingers. You don't really see anybody stepping into the into the limelight, the spotlight, saying, hey, look at me. I mean, even go back to when they had Kawhi Leonard. You never really, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's become an NBA super-duper star of the highest level. But when he was at San Diego State, he was just a good player. I watched. Right? He never, you never saw Kawhi he just walk around right going. play every time. That's right. He just did his thing and blended in with the rest of the guys on that team. It seemed like he was always getting offensive rebounds. He was getting a lot of the garbage points because at that time he wasn't a, a, a good shooter. He, no. he wasn't an elite shooter. But his motor was the thing that always stood out. He was always seemed to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, well, but, that you know, it was he fit in with that team, and that's what made it great. And now people look back and go, oh, yeah, the Kawhi Leonard Aztecs, and he was unbelievable and this and that. He was great. Don't get me wrong. 
but you just pointed it out. He, he wasn't this Kawhi that we see in the he NBA. He wasn't this guy. <laughs> he was a very good player on a team that had a lot of other very good players, Billy White and, and, and Malcolm Butler and DJ Gay and, and the rest of those guys. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I probably did. Uh, but, you know, look, Kawhi was just probably the best of that group, but he's become something beyond that now. But at San Diego State, Steve Fisher, remember they used to say about Dean Smith, the old coach at North Carolina, there was only one guy that could slow down Michael Jordan, and that was Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wouldn't. He never let Mike. When you Michael saw Jordan, what happened once Michael got out of Dean. When Smith. he got out of North Carolina, <laughs> he went crazy. I mean, there's there is still a reason to this day as as much you know grief as the Portland Trail Blazers take. There is a reason that he was only the number three pick in the draft. He wasn't that unbelievable yeah. in college. He was great. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't Jordan. No. In college. You, listen, you, I mean, since we're on the subject of Dean Smith, you saw this with guys that came out of North Carolina. Like yeah. James Worthy, he wasn't, yeah. although he was a high pick, he was number one pick. Number one, um, but still. It, it wasn't, you didn't see, he, he couldn't, he wasn't that guy. He learned it's, to play the game and the team game and to do the right things. Same with Vince Carter. I mean, he, he yeah. exploded in the NBA, but he was just another dude on, on, on North Carolina's team. So now, Dean Smith made you understand the fundamentals of the game, and don't don't think that didn't help Jordan moving forward. There's a reason why those guys have long careers in the NBA. Because yeah. they, at the very least, if they don't live up to their potential, yeah. fundamentally they knew what they were doing. Just to catch you guys up on some of the things, because uh, we got off the air at 6 yesterday. There were a bunch of free agent moves that happened that we didn't cover. Uh, the Giants get Mitch Hanniger. Uh, three pretty year, nice piece. Three years, forty-three and a half mil, forty-three and a half million. Uh, over it's that hit time. about. I'm predicting seventeen home runs. I'm going to do my Cynthia a Freeland year? for you, Scraby. I'm going to predict. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. his exact statistics. You don't like when she does it, so why are I you going to do it? All right, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> but but you better say if you're going to say seventeen point three eight home runs. Yeah, right. Seventeen. That's what she does on the <laughs> NFL stuff. They predict numbers that don't even exist. Uh, I mentioned earlier when we had AJ on, Taiwan Walker comes off the board. He goes to the Phillies. He gets. Yeah. Uh, four years, seventy-two million, uh, and they also signed former Padre Matt Strom to a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal. Where was Matt Strom? Was he hurt all the last season? He was season, no. Where just, was, where was, was he it? At? The Red Sox, right? Red Sox. Red but Sox. I just don't yeah. remember seeing him pitch. Well, the Red Sox weren't very good, so yeah. but, but and we don't watch the American. But yeah, closely. we usually don't watch the American leagues. But uh, yeah. Today, the he had 50 games last year. Did he? Yeah, yeah he appeared in 50. All Today, right. uh, the free agent signings kicked off with Jamison Tyon. Uh, he, he went four years, $68 million to the Cubs. Jamison Tyon from the Yankees, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Former wanted, Pirate. Started yeah. with the Pirates, and that's where a lot of guys start. Garrett Cole, <laughs> Tyon, all of them. They were all McCutcheon, Pirates at one point. Yeah. Uh, Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, Marte. I think mean, he didn't start with the Pirates, but he was there. He was with the Astros to start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, Alden's playing with me, man. He walked. Alden Gonzalez walked by, and he had this look like something was happening, and he shook his head. No, not, <laughs> nothing actually happened. Uh, we, we talked about Aaron Judge. Uh, Jose Katana. And you heard uh, A.J. Casavell say that one was an intriguing guy in terms of what the Padres could look for. Uh, he comes off the board. He goes to the Mets, two years, 26. Kenley Jansen goes to the Red Sox, two years, 32. And lastly, Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals, five years, 87.5 million. That catches you up on that. Let's get you caught up on traffic.
Oh, yeah, and the Red Sox have just inked another deal. They're How kinda, about that? They're kind of active a, a little bit. Uh, five years, $90 million to Japanese outfielder Matsuzaka Yoshida. I see. His name was uh, very paramount in the uh, local newspaper today. Was it? As a guy that the Padres might make a run for. So he's all, he, too, is off the board he now. He is going to Boston. Boston. Senga is still a very good possibility for pitcher. the Padres. The pitcher, yes. yes. Uh, along with Rodon you get this, and some you, of the others. You get the sense, I mean, especially with Bo, I mean, with Bogarts, um, Dansby Swanson's name is all of a sudden. I've seen that pop up. Yeah. Uh, after you start getting beyond those two guys. Correa, too, right? Correa, too. Yeah. Although I haven't really heard his name in terms of he, Padre connection. Everybody seems connection. to think he's going to just stay in Minnesota. But I don't know why he'd want to stay we, in we, Minnesota. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the – what. What, what, to know what he's asking for. Because right. remember, he took the one-year prove-it deal with oh, the yeah. Twins last year because right. the market may not have, have been as, as fruitful as he thought. Uh, but, you know, in, in terms of after those three guys, there may not be um, the tough player for position-wise that you're willing to go out for. And maybe it does turn to the rotation and the bullpen, yeah. especially with the money it seems like. Reportedly, the Padres have to spin. The Padres can know, you know, throw a pretty good lineup out there on opening day right now. Oh, without you a know doubt. what I'm saying? Without I mean, a they're, doubt, they're not. It's not even like the better. On, are, even better on April 20th, and even better on April 20th. Right? It's not like the Padres are in a bad spot and where they have to desperately go get somebody. Uh, obviously, it's always going to be better. The more good players you get, the better things are going to be. So, but I mean, right now. You know, you've got yourself uh, – now, you do have a, a bit of a hole, I guess, in left field. I mean, Profar right, is still, still available. A free agent. And, yeah, he's still a free agent. Ben Attendee's another name you hear out there uh, from the Yankees uh, originally uh, – finished up last season with the Yankees, but uh, Ben Attendee's another guy. But, you know, you probably do need something there in left field. Right now you've got Grisham set in center. You've got Soto and right if things stay the same. You know, you, you can always – first base – I guess Drury would be somebody you still need to sign. You don't really have a first baseman right now. You haven't heard his name very much in free haven't agent so Drury far. Haven't heard Drury mentioned. Uh, you know, you've got uh, obviously uh, Cronenworth and Kim and Machado around the infield and Nola behind the plate, uh, Camposano. So, you know, first base left field, maybe still something that you need to address, but not with a major name. And if you get a major name, then uh, you can address those situations by moving guys around a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's there. There, there's a, a plethora of. Uh, but there's still a ton of, of guys options. out there. I yeah. mean, we only hear the tip of the iceberg, guys. But uh, AJ Preller's list goes a little deeper than that. Oh, I, I would imagine <laughs> it does. He's he's not the type to have a, a tiny list. Or just no. in plan A. He he's probably got a plan all the way up to Z. Remember, I asked him one time in New York about whether or not he's like the rest of us baseball nerds and he has baseball lineup or Padre lineups written down in his office on a chalk. He goes, oh, yeah, I only have about 20 of them. Yeah, no. He yeah. does it all the time. This is this he's is always doing that. This is, I imagine, as, as much work as it is, this is probably A.J.'s favorite time of year. I would think. Favorite yeah. time of year. It's got everything spread Well, it is out. the most wonderful time of the year, everybody. It is the most wonderful time of, of the year. year. Wow. Bum, 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 bum. Bum. Take it over, Chris. Very good, Nat. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Are chestnuts roasting on an open fire? I can't give you that one. Mm. I, I know that's just that part. Yeah, that that's one the is only tough. part of that one I know. <laughs> that one is tough. What, are we? Have we ever done our countdown of top five Christmas songs? I don't yes, know. Yes, we have. Have we? Yes. Are you it's sure? Your, it's your favorite time of the year. Yes, we've done it at least twice. Okay. Well, we do it a, again this, this year. This is, a, <laughs> this is a consistent suggestion from Scravy. Barry Manilow uh, Christmas wasn't. I, do I remember you putting a Barry Manilow Christmas I, song I re- on there? I remember that. No, I definitely you don't remember that because Barry Manilow doesn't have any Christmas songs. Well, yeah, I had Bruce Springsteen on my Christmas list of favorite Christmas songs. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Oh, it was Bruce right. Springsteen. Okay, Santa we have Claus done this. We, yes. We've definitely done yes. it. But yes. Manilow is a is, – I don't know. Manilow, what, I'm sure, does some what, Christmas yeah, songs, but I don't – I don't know what list, list he was on, but I know he was on, a, on an L.O. He was, list. He was on, he was on my guilty pleasure list. <laughs> yes. That's right. He was on a guilty pleasure list one time. Man, where – That was a long time ago. I mean, we've been with it. We've been doing this together for, for a little bit of time. Shows, shows that, that, that the choice of Barry Manilow as a guilty pleasure was an excellent choice because nobody can remember any of my other guilty pleasures. <laughs> and I can't remember any of your guys' guilty pleasures, but everybody can remember Barry Manilow was one of my guilty pleasures. One of mine was so. uh, I love that show Total Divas on the E! Network. I don't think it's even you, on anymore. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, Senga. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Senga. Senga. Yeah. What's his first name? Kodai. Kodai. Is he the guy with the disappearing fork ball? Oh, yes, the ghost fork. The ghost, the ghost <laughs> fork, yeah. Why does everybody – do we have to make up names for pitches? It is a pretty cool name for a pitch. <laughs> it's though. a really cool it name a cool for name, a pitch, but if but it – I'm going to expect a lot with the ghost if fork. It, if it truly disappears, he would have been signed by now. I'm just saying. Or maybe he's fielding his offers because it's well, so great. I, that's why I bring it up. According uh, to MLB trade rumors, Singa has received five – Five-plus-year offers, multiple offers, according to uh, MLB trade rumors. So, listen, uh, I think the Padres will be in on him. I just have this this sneaky suspicion. They've been too quiet. They haven't, you know, it's like. They've been too quiet. They've been busy flying Aaron Judge into town and offering him $400 million. Do you think that they have to pick up the bill for Aaron Judge coming to town? Hell no. Who's, who's flying Why would they town, pick though? up the bill? He, he, he's coming here probably anyway to meet with teams. Ah, okay. So he's picking up yeah, his own bill. Yeah, like why would, why would a team pick up a bill and you're not going to sign with him? <laughs> that is a great point. You're not paying for that. Hey, here's a private jet, Aaron. We're going to fly you I mean, the unless you felt pretty good about the chances to, to, to seal it. Uh, yeah, I don't know that you're, you're I'm doing sorry. That. We should be talking about arson judge. We're talking about the wrong person. <laughs> arson <laughs> judge uh, took $40 million, Apparently, according to the reports, took $40 million less to sign and stay with the Yankees <laughs> than he could have had with the, with I have the to Padres. Say, I have to say, uh, I, was, um, I was prodded, I think is the right word, to buy one of those shirts and wear it. For your podcast? For, for my podcast. Oh, my gosh. Did you talk to him about that? <laughs> I have not. I don't plan on it either. <laughs> we got Sam Levitt in the building. And you know what? He's going to join us next. We're going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 